Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Please help yourself out, so please put your hands together for your host, Cameron Esposito. Like when the music came on, somebody went like, "Say what?" And that's never happened before. <laughs> Who was that? Where? That guy. that guy! All the way in the back! Round of applause for that guy! <laughs> Not even an audience plant, just an organic part of the show. He just felt like that. Were, there is like a there's like a gap in there, and nobody's thought to fill it till you, sir. You're my you're my happening dude. You're my we're all right. We're cool. We're kind of a connected. We're humans that work together. We are. <laughs> What a duo, you know what I mean? Like a vaudevillian sister act. Yeah, see what I mean? And then you thought of the movie sister act, which is what I thought of after I said vaudevillian sister act. We're on the same page yet again. So good. How are you doing, sir? Are you having a good night? You feeling great. Would you do hike all day or what's up with you? Just hike all day, do you hike here? Do you live at the Hollywood sign? You hike down? That would be weird. What a, wouldn't that be strange? So it's the opposite. <laughs> Guys, what a show we've got. I'm Cameron Esposito. You can clap for me if you want to. Yes! We are here every Tuesday night. Uh, this is Put Your Hands Together. We are also a podcast. Did you know that? Did you know that? It's a show. It's a live show. And then you can take it with you to wherever... You, let's say you live in Georgia. You could just take it right there. Or in tech. Maybe you could live in... I don't know. You could live in, you could live in tech. So we can take, you can take this with you when you can't be in Los Angeles or when you can't be here on a Tuesday night because I don't know what your life is. Maybe you're working late or... I don't know what you're doing, but if you can't be here, you can still be here. So that's great. Got some great out. We got some out of town visitors in in this uh, particular. Is anybody here traveling into Los Angeles for the for Memorial Day weekend? Was anybody else? Anybody traveling into here? A couple people. Yeah, my sisters are here. My sisters are here uh, from Chicago. Just look for the two women that look exactly like me. And are the exact same size and also say the exact same things out of their faces. That's them. We all look the same. We talk the same. I am the funniest one. <laughs> Professionally. <laughs> but we did go to see Star Trek last night. And as we were leaving, my older sister did say, but where was Dr. Spock? Which is amazing, guys. <laughs> she was serious. Do you understand? She was serious. He wrote, the ba he wrote about babies. Doc Dr. Spock. He's not in that movie. Kind of a, I come from a kind of an amped family. Kind of a... Uh, kind of a family of adventurers. That would be a word for it. 
it's been really fun having them here because they're like my best friends in the whole world and I love talking to them because again the, we you know it's just like talking to myself but <laughs> generally straighter for both of them <laughs> so that didn't affect them last night so much when we watched what is it called? Perks of being a wallflower right before going to bed. I could not sleep because I couldn't figure out if Emma Watson is a child. You know when you're like, I can't sleep because I don't know if she's a child. I feel sexually attracted to her. <laughs> so I did like Google image a bunch of pictures of her. Just make sure she was an adult. She is. She's like 23. It's totally fine. Don't worry about it. If you have any... If anybody else any, has any... It's fine. it's fine. You can actually go there. Don't worry about it. Still watch, like, the old Harry Potter stuff. Don't watch that. Once you've had this awakening, don't go back. <laughs> Only forward! You know what I mean? You have to just ever... Because she's wearing, like, a... Just forward! You know? Um, family of Adventures. A lot of... A lot of... A lot of, lot of excitement in my family. A uh, real... Uh, well, I've got, like, kind of a low-key mom. Got like a low key mom, like almost too low key. She has one chair that she sits in, and that's where she's low key. It's like her chair. Does anyone have a mom like that? She's very funny. She's very low key. Then I've got a real high strung dad, a real high strung Italian dad. He cries. <laughs> but as a family, we're a family of adventurers, so it's been interesting uh, having my sisters visit because, like, my girlfriend thinks that I am, like, the most intense person in the world only because of late-night pacing plus early-morning pacing. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. <laughs> like, oh, you're up! Get over! I did the last time that we were traveling together on a plane. I said, oh, good, goal-setting! Like, that's what I like to do on planes. Does anybody like to goal-set? Just so you know what you won't achieve in case you die. I'll never record that album. I had a bunch of great titles for it. It helps to know what you're going to lose so that you can, you know, fight to live. I love to do goal setting. I love to do pacing. I love to do research about Emma Watson or anything else that comes into my brain in the middle of the night. Uh, but um, I am not the most intense Esposito sister, which is, like, shocking to be on the other side of it. Because, like, when you're the intense one, always... But also, I'm low-key intense. Like, look at this denim shirt. Like, oh, relatable. <laughs> low-key, like a cowboy, like a real intense cowboy. Like, under the... Like, like I drink whiskey, you know what I mean? But, you know, but, but it's because I'm planning. I have to drink the whiskey to keep the plans down. You know, like, just push the plans with the whiskey. <laughs> push the plans down. Um, but I'm not... I'm by far not the most intense... Esposito's sister. And here are the things that we've done since they've been here. We went on a hike to the site of MASH where it's films like three miles into the desert. Then we went to the beach. Then we went to a surf shack where they were serving really tall margaritas. And then we went to, uh, we drove the entirety of the street that is called Sunset. The whole street. And then my older sister said, just turn down any random street! Because, like, anything you could think of would not be as cool as anything you might find in the middle of the night if you were just like, well, okay. So we just... 
That was in that was in like eight hours. You thought, oh, that's what you've done for three days? No, it's not. No. No, they researched and attended a yoga class at a studio here in Los Angeles. They don't even live here. Who re- who's like anyway. Who researches their relaxation? But it's also fantastic. I'm just so happy they're here. You should applaud for my sisters for being here. So happy that they're here. So happy that all of you guys are here because we've got an amazing show and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to kick this thing off right. Uh, our first comic, speaking of travelers, speaking of, we- of weary Chicago travelers, our first comic is from Chicago. She is a friend of mine from, uh, from Living in the City and I just love her comedy so much. I'm so excited that she's here uh, right now this week so that she can be on the show. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear for the very funny Kristen Clifford. Give it up for Kristen, guys. Come on! Oh my gosh, thank you guys so much. Thank you. I feel great. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm actually having an amazing week. Uh, just before I came here uh, for the week, I invited a guy I like over to my apartment. Feel free to clap. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't happen often, but I was really excited. I made cookies. I cleaned my whole apartment. And we watched a whole bunch of episodes of Law & Order SVU. <laughs> In the criminal justice system, sexually-based offenses are considered especially heinous. And in New York City, the dedicated detectives who are assigned to investigate these felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. Yeah, so the show is like their stories, right? So... (laughs) So we're watching this show, and that's when I realized, oh my God, this is a terrible date activity. (laughs) It's kind of like, hey, come on over and watch this rape show with me. Let's get to know each other better. Uh, It sets up a weird vibe in the room. Nobody wants to make out after you watch Ice-T arrest a pedophile. It's a very strange scenario. And also, Law & Order SVU teaches you that the predators are who you least expect, right? So I'm looking at him like, he's really innocuous. He's probably going to murder me later. And he's looking at me like, why does she have so many puppets? (laughs) I've counted seven puppets, and that's just visible puppets in this apartment. So I am, I'm trying to date, you know, I just got a lot of balls in the air seeing which ones land on my face, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. But... (laughs) still funny to me uh (laughs) it is weird that i like that show as much as i do because uh for cameron mentioned i'm from chicago and actually my day job there is i'm a chicago police officer yeah which a lot of people find really hard to believe uh mostly because it's not true i work in marketing (laughs) like i don't know if you guys can tell from the brief interaction that we've been having thus far i would be a terrible police officer for one thing i run slower than i walk (laughs) You're like, no, that's impossible. I've timed it. It's completely true. Uh, I'm also not very intimidating. Like, I'm not forceful. For example, I was walking down a heavily trafficked street one day, and I heard someone yell to me from a car, hey, girl. And I turned, because I know people who own cars. So (laughs) So I thought I was going to be one of them. Uh, But instead, it was a teenage girl, and she flashed her breasts at me. 
Yeah, and my immediate reaction was this. <laughs> no, uh, not today. <laughs> and I kept walking, and uh, like I think, and then I worried. I was like, "Oh, I hope she feels okay." Um, and so it wasn't her breasts that were the problem. They were fine. Uh, it was just her choice. And I was like, I think a real police officer would have had to pull her over. <laughs> Maybe give her a stern talking to of some kind. Uh, but I am, a lot of my jokes are criminal justice themed, I'm realizing uh, right now. <laughs> I think it might have something to do with uh, the fact that I invented to catch a predator. <laughs> I'll explain. Uh, did you guys use AOL chat rooms ever? Like in high school? couple of you uh so in high school like i used to i we never had the internet so i went to my friend's house and we would use aol chat rooms and we would of course talk to older guys obviously and we would tell them we were 12 uh, <laughs> and get them to say really creepy shit to us so they'd be like yo girl what are your measurements and we'd be like i don't know real small i'm 12 what <laughs> So we talked to them for like 25, 30 minutes, and then we'd be like, guess what, pervs? <laughs> We're 15. <laughs> and that was like our method of dropping the net. There was no reporting. <laughs> we were like, they're going to be so upset when they discover that we are three years older than they thought. They'll never do this again. Uh, logic of sophomores in high school. Uh, in reality, if you are an old man and you're talking to 12-year-olds online, you're probably also okay with talking to 15-year-olds online. <laughs> and uh, if we also had a car. like My friend had a car, and her license plate was the same as her AOL screen name. She had a vanity plate that was her AOL screen name. So we were very mobile and very findable. <laughs> Which is exactly what they're looking for, chatting up on the internet. They're like, meet me uh, near the state line. Please. <laughs> I'm close enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I took a few... I obviously, I've taken a few days off work to be here in L.A., so I've been using the time to catch up on my Lifetime movie watching. Do you guys like Lifetime movies? <laughs> a few of you. The rest of you are lying. <laughs> They're amazing. Uh, if you haven't seen one in a while, they usually feature a woman in peril of some kind. Uh, and I'm going to reenact one for you really quickly. Uh, so it starts off with a phone call. Hey, Mom, it's Sharon. Yeah. I'm really ready to conquer New York. I've got my eye on a big scoop, and I can't wait to tell my boss at work about it. A few scenes later, she's in her boss's office at the newspaper. I don't care if this story's dangerous. I'm going to get to the bottom of this, no matter what it takes. She's serious. Uh, a few scenes later, she's on the phone again. Mom? It's Sharon. Yeah. Uh -huh. I think someone's coming into my house when I'm not here. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Next scene, she's just inexplicably chained to a pipe in a warehouse. <laughs> Why? Uh, and, and then, like, through a series of cunning bravery and a last-minute assist from a man, she gets out. <laughs> and, and the final scene is her and her friend looking at the front page of the newspaper, and her friend says, Oh, my God, Sharon. Who would have thought that when you moved to New York to get the big scoop, you would end up being the big scoop? Uh, end credits. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's a good one. It's a good one.
Uh, and that movie would be called, like, Her Truth Betrayed or A House Asunder. Because I feel like Lifetime movies always take one really comforting word and one terrifying word, and they put them together, and that's how you get the titles, so you end up with, like, Teddy Bear Murder Picnic. <laughs> or Throw Pillow Rape Parade. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. You've been a fantastic audience. Thank you to guys. Give it up for Kristen. She's hilarious. Oh, she's so funny. I can't see, I can't even, I probably can't even see Lifetime scary movies that involve, I can't even see anything that involves a pipe. Is anybody that scared of the world? <laughs> oh, not pipes. No, I don't think so. Oh, there's pipes in this? No. Can't watch that, but I can research it. Is it who here, uh, Anybody besides himself read the plot of all of the Saw movies on Wikipedia, but not seen any of the Saw movies? I'm like, oh my God, a bear trap on his penis! I have a curious mind, but I can't physically see the thing. So if, if I see the thing, then I'll never sleep again. And already sleep is my enemy because I have terrible vision. If I take my glasses off, then everything's a murderer. Um, so I can't sleep at all. Not ever. Uh, never have been able to my entire life. And uh, so scary things are terrible. Actually, literally like two days ago, I had an ex-girlfriend. Okay. She's been trying to reestablish contact and just be friends. I get it. Sometimes it's cool to be pals with exes. I'm into it. But she did send me a link to an article with no description that they are going to be uh, casting for the Human Centipede 3 in Los Angeles. So is that a fuck you or not? I can't actually tell. There's so many layers of fuck you. Like, does she think I should be in it? That's one thing. And then which end? And then follow that up with, if you send me the casting notice for Human Centipede 3, you know I'm going to be like, what's that even about? <laughs> Anybody really looking forward to that film? Couple people? You're into it? No? Nah. Did you see the second sequence? Come on, you're calling it a sequence. Um, wouldn't it be great if it was the second sequence? And it was just a slightly fancier centipede? Okay. This is not going to get better than that. That was really funny. Like, the show is going to get better, but this portion between the comics, that's the funniest thing I could have said. Like, I've already said sequence, and then turn, like, that, that and then put that back on a, a human centipede, wearing a costume, like a flapper's outfit. That's so, that's so funny. I can't, sometimes I just say things and then I have to just go, Jesus Christ, Esposito, you know, just, where did you come up? You know, just a genius. And I just have to take a minute and reflect. All right, we are going to keep the show rolling. What's exciting about tonight's show is, uh, so Kristen is a um, slightly newer comic than in terms of, like, the, how long I've been doing stand-up. And that's awesome to see her, like, she killed. 
so fucking funny. She killed. And then also, like, it's rad to see, you know, you end up seeing comics that you started with or that you met. You end up just seeing them for, like, the rest of your career. And um, this next comic is somebody that I started with in Chicago, and then she moved to New York a couple years ago. And I see her, like, I see her when I go to New York, or sometimes I see her here. And so it's just, like, rad to, uh, you know, like, we, like, hey, we started it all together. You know what I mean? And there was also only, like, three chicks in Chicago when we started. And so, also, what's crazy is that all three of those chicks are on this show tonight. Literally, the entire class of female comics that I started with. So, uh, this gal, very funny, uh, very funny lady. She currently works uh, for The Daily Show. Small, like a regional... Um, they're out of New York, but I think they're you know, up and coming. Uh, she works for The Daily Show, which is, I'm really proud of her for. So let's hear it right now for Jenna Friedman, guys. Give it up for Jenna. Cameron, you guys. Hi. So nice to be here in L.A. Um, I, uh, a lot of people have been using this phrase recently. I hate when people use the phrase, it's like an orgasm in my mouth, <laughs> to describe anything other than semen. <laughs> the other day, my friend was like, you have to try this cheesecake. It's like an orgasm in my mouth. And I was like, oh, really? Does it taste kind of salty and maybe give you gonorrhea? <laughs> Fork it over. Have you guys heard about the antibiotic-resistant gonorrhea? It's like, the headline is like, it's worse than AIDS. And it's like, dude, it's 2013. Like, a lot of things are worse than AIDS. <laughs> you know? Traffic. <laughs> In L.A., I mean, not the movie. I thought that was a great movie, but the act of sitting in it, ugh, you know? In New York, I had that joke as, like, the line at Trader Joe's, because it's just really long, and it is worse than eight. Thank you. It is so... I am a New Yorker, and I had a New York moment the other day. A New York moment is just when you see someone, like, shit in broad daylight. And... I'm such a New Yorker that, like, this is not at whatever. But the guy was leaning against a mailbox, and it, like, the, my first thought was, like, that's nice someone's using a mailbox, <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> the postal service is really struggling, you guys. Um, what else? I, uh, my ex, may he rest in peace. He is not dead. He just has trouble sleeping. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not seeing anyone right now. My friend actually asked me if I'm seeing anyone, and I was like, no, but on the way over here, a crazy person chased me into the subway. So, like, I still got it. <laughs> uh, Self-defense tip for the ladies, if you do feel like you're getting attacked. It's more in New York, because you you're in your car here, but, like, if you're walking down the street and there's, like, a rapist chasing you, I think people say you're supposed to yell, what? Fire. Help. Fire. No, fire, you're right. I'm a bad, like teacher. You're supposed to get raped. No. You're supposed to yell fire instead of help so that more people will come to your aid. I think the best thing to yell ladies is I love you because then everyone will turn and be like who's that moron? And then your rapist will lose his erection. Because that phrase makes men flaccid. I... 
feel like I'm getting older. I, w- I walked by a missing person poster the other day and I did a double take. I was like, there's no way she's 22. Because, <laughs> like, she didn't have hope in her eyes. And it's not like she knew she'd be dead. Um, I'm sorry, by dead I mean missing when you're an attractive woman on a missing per... I mean, you're dead. It's like one... It takes a long time to put up a poster, to get a permit, and then you don't really have to. You should have to get a permit. Those are an eyesore. You should have to get a permit to tweet, to, have, to ask people to retweet missing people. I'm sorry. I, I should be more sympathetic. Um, or at least for you guys, so that you enjoy the comedy and then can judge me later. But um, typically don't like to talk about my age, so whenever anyone asks, I just tell them, like, my great-grandparents were Holocaust survivors. You do the math. <laughs> And then I show me. All right. Um, do you feel like I'm getting older? I uh, I saw this um, van go by, and I, I read it, and I it, I thought it read Widow Cleaning Service. And I was like, Widow Cleaning? And then I realized it was like Window Cleaning Service. But then it got me thinking. Like, widows should have cleaning services. You know what I mean? Because, like, windows have cleaning, like, cleaners. You know what I mean? Windows have cleaners. Widows have no one. <laughs> that, you're right to not really laugh because it's not funny. But it makes me, like, giggle. So I'm just going to, like, keep telling that until, it, until I realize how sad it is. But I'm still hopeful. I'm still there, you know? I... I've never... Has anyone ever... Any widowers in the crowd? Sorry. Um, we're with you, even though she's not. Um, any... Uh, I have a thing for widowers. I've never been with a widower, but I feel like there's not... I feel like it would just be like having like a threesome with a ghost. You know, like it's... Romantic. I'm not bi, but I'm, I'm ghost bendy. I'm a little ghost... I'm a little ghost bi. Um... My sister just had a kid. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a good segue. But I, uh, yeah, my sister had a kid. He's really cute. I'm realizing that Cameron is, this is a podcast. I'm not going to talk about her. But uh, this is weird. The, okay, first of all, I love single moms. I feel like single moms are, like, so indie. You know what I mean? Like, so, like, DIY. Um, but I've been thinking, like, it seems really hard being a mom just because like this thing falls out of you and then like if it breaks you can get arrested like it just seems like a, it's a tough gig and in a lot of states right now it seems really hard not being a mom just because of all the laws about you know women and their bodies but like in Virginia for example if you want to get in a bobo in sorry that's an abortion if you want to get in a bobo in the state of Virginia you have to get an ultrasound and then wait 24 hours until you're eligible for your abortion and 24 hours is like a long I mean that's like middle school for fetus it's like a long time and I know you guys are getting tense this isn't a political joke it's like regardless of whether you're pro-choice or an asshole like that's not even I'm at UCB come on come on don't thank you but thank you but don't worry about it um I just, my, I don't understand the policy. Like, I don't understand what makes lawmakers think that showing women photos of our fetuses is going to, like, make us want to keep them. Like, you guys know what those look like, right? They're not cuddly. (laughs) You know, it's like, if you want me to keep a child, don't show me a photo of a fetus. Show me a photo of, like, I don't know, myself in 60 years trying to walk down a flight of stairs alone. (laughs) Thank you. I, um... I don't know 
if I'll have kids, but that's like the one reason that I would to just like have someone who kind of looks like me hold my hand when I die. <laughs> Thank you guys. Have a good night. Jenna Friedman, so first of all, you were great. You were Thank great. Thank you. You're great. <laughs> I'm happy to see you. I know. I'm happy to see you, too. You look awesome. Oh, thanks. Um, you look awesome. What is happening for you right now in New York? Just tell me a little Everything's bit about Everything's happening. No. Yeah. Um, I'm working at The Daily Show, field producing. What does that mean? Um, you kind of, like, uh, produce a little bit of write, a little, little bit of directing. You direct the short correspondent pieces. So, yeah. Like how, soup to nuts. How long have you been doing that? Um, I've been there since September uh, so of that's this still year. Pretty new. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. They're really, everybody there is sharp as a, what's the adage? Really smart, really smart, smart people. Smart tacky Smarties. people. Yeah. It's a bunch of smarties. Smarties, yeah. Real cool. What were you doing before that? Writing for Letterman. Yeah, you was there like for a, a year. serious yeah. amount of, I mean, because it's very cool, right? Because, like, Chicago, there's nothing going on in terms of industry or shows and stuff. Yeah, and you Chicago, you're just ago. kind of, like, doing stand-up, creating little rooms. You mm-hmm. kind of feel like a chicken with your head cut off because there's, like, everybody flees. So it's like they're on. Oh, is that how you felt about it? That's really interesting. I felt like it was cool and experimental and, and like, the best, you know, yeah. the best time. But it was like you didn't know how to get, like, how to make a living doing comedy because, like, there weren't really yeah, people. Yeah, There's no There example. wasn't an yeah. industry or the people really to... And then when so I went to New York, I, I remember, like, meeting, like, or just kind of seeing, like, you know, Jesse Klein and, and Morgan Murphy were, like, on shows, like, working on shows. Yeah. And Morgan was, like, writing. And so I was just like, oh, that's how you keep doing comedy. It still feels startling to me, having <clears throat> having been in L.A. for six months. It still feels weird that there could be other stuff to being a comic besides doing stand-up, right? Cause, like, oh, yeah, you don't Chicago, realize that. Yeah, in Chicago. It makes you feel like that's what it is. Yeah, but that's remember, not what it is. It's, no. it's everything. And I remember moving to New York and being like, oh, my God, you have to do everything. Like, yeah. You have to like have a blog. This is in like 2005. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, it's like you have to do everything. And then it kind of challenges you to try you know, and I didn't ever think that I wanted to write for late night, but then I just kind of started submitting, and then it happened. It was a great experience. Well, I'm gonna go back and uh, host the rest of the show. You know, I just. But no, I actually think this is like a. People always say like, why <laughs> it's do not people funny. stay in Chicago? Oh. It's not supposed to be funny. This part is just chatting. <laughs> Who always say why do people stay in Chicago? And the answer is because it's cozy. It's like why do you, why do you. You know, stay in a relationship because it's cozy, even though it's not going anywhere. Nice, wow. It's nice to feel loved. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Guys, Jenna Friedman, let's hear it for Jenna. I mean, you can tell we started at the same time because we were pretty similar material. <laughs> I love that. That was great. That was awesome. That was really fun to. She's fucking killing it. That's awesome. She works for The Daily Show. Not a bad not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. How are you guys doing? I'm checking you out. How are you? Yeah? What was your day like? <laughs> what? <laughs> you woke up at three. What was up? Just tired? Pretty sleepy. Did you go to bed late or regular time? 
You went to bed at 7 a.m. Because you're a hard ass? Because of what? Why? Couldn't sleep. Couldn't sleep. Oh, heavens to Betsy. What? <laughs> Is that not a thing? Pretty sure people say that. Um, someone in the back is raising their hand and acknowledging that they also say that. So you guys can go fuck yourselves. As you would say, idiots. <laughs> 7 a.m. I'm sorry. Did you, did you stay in bed the whole time? And like, or did you get up and pace around? Was it like an act of not sleeping? Or were you cursing the world? I, sometimes I put on a podcast. As soon as I put on this podcast, I fall asleep listening to myself. That's not untrue. That's true. That's not untrue. You guys thought when I was like, that's not, you guys thought, true. Nope, that's true. I do fall asleep when I was listening to myself. Just in between radio labs. Do you know what I mean? Like when radio lab is now, there isn't like a new radio lab. Not because it's boring, but just because like, ooh, soothing tones and knowledge. Um, okay. But then you got some rest, so you caught up. Well, you look, you look great. You look ready to go. You look so tired, actually. It's okay. You're going to get him. Get him, kid. Go right to bed. Anytime. You got it. It's, it you, you, I believe in you. I believe in your sleeping. You can do it. Okay, great. How are you? Great long sweater. That's a super long sweater. That's a long one. How was your day? Yeah, what did you do today? You what? Oh, you worked. I thought, I, I thought you said bark. <laughs> Which, while I wasn't judging, I was like, what? You know, like, how, under what circum... You know, because then he seemed like, he was like, yeah, obviously, he was barking. Um, you worked. What do you do for a living? What do you do? Uh, what do you, what do you, what do you do? You work in social media. Oh. For, like, a big company or for what? You're a consult. Oh, you're a social media consultant. Wow. Did you do that thing to Burger King? Did you get into their Twitter? Tweet some weird stuff about McDonald's? Is that you? Seems like some consultant bullshit. You know what I mean? Let's get in there. Because you wouldn't be tied to anything. You know what I mean? Like, like a free agent. So you can kind of mess, you know, mess with it. That wasn't you? No. But other stuff like that, probably. Okay, she's not saying, see how, see how guilty she seems? A lot of hacking. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. That's rad. Uh, and, and also, how are you, camouflage t-shirt? Um, you look down, because you were like, am I? And then, but the crazy thing is you knew, you know what I mean? Because you're in an urban environment. As if I had said, what's up, camouflage t-shirt, but we were in the woods, you'd been like, Where? Nothing from you guys on that? That is really funny. I'm just feeling really confident tonight, and if you don't give me what I deserve for the jokes, I'm going to actually tell you where you're wrong. I'm just going to point out that I'm going to give you the mile markers when you've made some mistakes. Um, okay, how was your day? What did you do today? It was pretty good. I, uh, last night I took a uh, pill to fall asleep, so I woke up super late. Last night you took a pill to fall asleep? Uh-huh. See that dude after the show? I don't know what kind of pill it is. My buddy, my buddy was like, here's a clonopin, take a quarter of it. Okay. You took a lot of a clonopin. Yeah. So you're here, yeah. 
what is your buddy's name and what's his, uh, <laughs> why does he have so many drugs around? You tell me after the show, slip me a note, but it's a prescription for Klonopin. Cause you're the doctor. Wouldn't that be a weird twist? If you'd prescribe the Klonopin to him and then he gave it back to you. And then you were like, you're busted, you know? Okay, well, I'm glad. I feel not alone. This is really great. I feel like what a community of people that have trouble sleeping, except not you. Because you just, you're in and out. Are you, are you have problems sleeping? Or, yes, you do? All right, is this an audience of people? Are we all exhausted? Okay, it's a group of people that are exhausted. Just everybody's so, so fucking tired. So tired. So tired. I, I, I don't know if like a hair trigger wake up system lately like I keep because my sisters are visiting and like we've been sleeping in the same room and um, I guess I'm not used to their noises because I <laughs> I woke up one morning I was like you are a mouth breather and the next morning I was like you are a smacky lip you know like one of them was like, <laughs> like she's snacking all night but like fake sla- snacking, like she's babysitting. Oh, thanks for the cookies. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move it along. <laughs> but I did do a great impression of a babysitter. Uh, hey, this next comic, I'm so excited for him. He's gonna be on a television show on your television uh, called Undateable this year. Also, one of my favorite comics in LA to see. Love him so much. Mr. Ron Funches, guys. Give it up for Ron. Come on. Hi guys, how's everybody doing? Good. Everybody's a little sleepy, I understand. So this might be a difficult set for you to get through. But I don't mind. Let my dulcet tones lull you to sleep. (laughs) It'll get me closer to my dream of performing to an audience of just stuffed teddy bears. (laughs) So if you could all just fall asleep and I can put little raincoats on you guys didn't take that serious Give it up for Cameron, guys. She's wonderful. She's like the coolest person. Right? She's super, like, she's just like, even if you didn't know her, you just saw her walking by, you know that's a cool person. 
Right? She just looks cool. Like, I don't think she's ever been a victim of homophobia. <laughs> like, anyone who's just ever said something mean about her is because she's so cool. <laughs> it's just like somebody's like, oh, I hope you can never get legally married. And be like, yeah, I know those shoes are nice. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> I bought a car off of a car lot recently, a couple of days ago. I'm excited about it. Thank you. I felt like it deserved way more applause. I've never bought a car in any type of like professional fashion before. All my car purchases have been like, hey, you give me the keys, then I'll give you the money. He's like, no, you give me the money, I give you the key. And they were like, same time. <laughs> but I bought a car off of a used car lot because I wanted to make a purchase that told people my career is doing a little bit better. And if things change, I have a new place to live. We're just going on the road. <laughs> I don't recommend buying a car f from a lot unless you have good credit, because then they're nice to you. If, they're, if you have bad credit, they're just very honest with you. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, this is a bad deal for you. <laughs> it's a horrible rate. Me personally, no, I wouldn't accept it. <laughs> but when you were 23, you decided to get a credit card so that you could purchase all the Guitar Hero games. <laughs> and you never paid that back. So you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> It was worth it. <laughs> I wanted to get a newer car because my car was broken down and gross and I want to have sex with ladies. <laughs> and you have to make ladies comfortable so that they're not scared. <laughs> That's your job. If you take them out, make sure they're not scared. Ladies are always scared. <laughs> Every lady I know carries a weapon on them at all times. And it's not necessarily mace or a gun, but it, at least their keys tucked into their fists. <laughs> like a lady wolverine. Now it's pretty funny, if I go any further with that thought, it's incomplete, so we're gonna move on. <laughs> or it's gonna get real loose. <laughs> mm, I like hip-hop music quite a bit. 
I've been working on some impressions of my favorite rappers <laughs> in situations I like to imagine them in. <laughs> the first one is of my favorite rapper, E-40. when he's at home watching television <laughs> and he sees a commercial for the DVD release of the latest Judd Apatow movie. <laughs> and he wants to make a joke to impress his children. <laughs> no, this is 40. <laughs> <laughs> you guys gave a lot for the dumbest thing. <laughs> that was all set up. <laughs> I like hip-hop music quite a bit. It's, it's difficult to get your friends into it who don't already enjoy it because rappers make weird first impressions. One of my favoritest of songs Starts off with the line, and I probably fucked your bitch. <laughs> That's a horrible way to introduce yourself to me. <laughs> I guess I put this cheese plate back in the fridge. <laughs> As this dinner party has taken a turn. <laughs> My favorite part about that line is that it starts off with and. <laughs> which means he has something much more salacious to say. <laughs> and they removed it from the song. So it had to be insane. It had to be something like, hey, DJ, now I'm going to let him know. I think it's about time they knew. If they ain't down with this, I guess they just some squares. I'm a pioneer, a visionary. It's fucking 2013. You live your life how you want to live it. I'm going to let them know. I fuck dogs. And I probably fucked your bitch. <laughs> Thank you for your time. left. How are we feeling? How are we feeling? I knew it! I knew we were feeling great. Hey, 
uh, this next comic, she is also a former Chicagoan. She moved out here to LA. I don't even know, like what, like two years ago or something. But she has been killing it, like murdering it, and everybody is on. Everybody says on their best lists of people to exist. Always her on every list. Uh, people that are funny that exist. Cool, tan, you know, people with tan arms. She's recently named to top. Top best tan arms for 2013. Um, she's yeah. Good friend of mine and a friend of this show. Let's hear from his Beth Selling guys. Get up for Beth. Uh, best best split. I'll do it later. You guys, so good to be here. I am the tannest I've ever been, okay? I may be the tannest I've ever been. Except for, there was one time I was tanner, and it was in eighth grade when I dressed up like an Oompa Loompa for, um... I don't know why I did it, but I covered my... Me and a couple friends, who were very tall, thought it would be very funny to dress up like an Oompa Loompas. And there was some orange, just completely orange face paint, and then we put cotton balls just taped to our eyebrows yeah I can't that's there's no that's just a little bit about me so I was also the same year eighth grade same year I wrote this song uh it's to it's it's from a Spice Girls it's a Spice Girls remix from earth science class okay if you want to be a mammal you can't build a nest when you have your baby's milk's gotta come out of your breast. <laughs> There's more verses, but they were not that good. <laughs> Something about fur, her, and you know, I don't know, it doesn't. You guys figure it out, you write the rest. For the three people, you know, I normally am not this tan. I'm really more of like a buttermilk um, <laughs> statue. I, for the three people here, <laughs> for the three people here wondering what I look like naked, it's not you. I know who you are. Uh, just close your eyes and then imagine my face on a painting, a nude from the 1630s. Just, it's a lot of curves. <laughs> Ivory white. A lot of grapes. I eat a lot of grapes. That's what it looks like. My pants are so tight, they're itching my vajazzles. <laughs> I don't have vajazzles. But these are such... Why do women have to wear such tight pants? We don't have to is the answer. But I did it. And I, uh, I feel like I just... I always... Like, I should always be just ready to take a pick. But it's like, this is how girls take pics. My legs don't touch, and look how skinny my sidearm is. I, everybody should have to walk around how they look in their photos. Also, the people who get stalked in movies don't look like a... I mean, when I'm doing... Like, if the stalker's, like, watching somebody, you know? They're always just, like... like I don't know, soaping up their boobs or something, but also, like, looking very hot. Or maybe even if they're reading at a park, they're just like... Uh, uh, uh. If somebody were stalking me, it'd be a lot. I'd just this is how I read at the park. I'm just like, <laughs> and then I fall asleep and I get these arms. <laughs> these 
golden tan arms. Something about me and uh, my dad. This whole set's going to be about the color orange. Just <laughs> my dad. <laughs> my dad called me. Okay, a little backstory. He lives in Orlando, Florida. They have oranges there. And um, he called me. My dad dresses up in different costumes, and he stands on street corners, and he yells at people in front of businesses, like with a sign. There's also a stepladder. He bought a huge Doberman from Ray's Circus of Value, and he puts that on top of his Yaris. He used to have a a Civic, uh, but this is like a Yaris, which is essentially... A roller skate. So he climbs, he puts the dog up on there to gain more attention. And he like stands up, he dresses in different costumes. There's a leprechaun, there's a slice of, I've been woken up by a slice of pizza. Have you? So, uh, it was my dad, and he was dressed, there was a red face. The slice was actually off pepperoni. And so he stands out there, and it's called Stars on Call. If you want to fact check it, starsoncall.com. Bert Stelling, only one letter difference. So, I'm Beth. <laughs> he likes to say that. That's his line. I stole it. So, okay, the point here is people will call up and they'll be like, hey, I want Chef... Sorry. They're like, hey, I want Chef Big Butt, you know? And then my dad will be like, yeah, no problem. I'll send a man out. <laughs> Always him. There is <laughs> nobody else that works for that company. He was standing out in front of, like, a, an orange Julius or something like that. I don't know. Sometimes I keep up, but sometimes I, I haven't seen him in two years. So he called me, and he was like, B, uh, I was out there in the orange, uh, orange bo- full body suit, full orange body suit, just like, you know, like, blue man, but orange, you know? But the over his face, how do you, what do you call that? A full body suit, lycra. Yeah, whatever. He goes... It started to rain. I almost suffocated. Like, can you imagine? Like, my dad just, like, out there, like, fuck. Like, trying to unzip this. Your hands are, like, all lycra-y and stuff. What if that's how my dad died? You guys would be so jealous. You'd be the most jealous crowd. And I told you about it before it happened. He calls Perrier Perrier. Tastes good with an orange slice. Okay, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. Sometimes. Okay, so also wearing pants because I got a lot of bruises on my legs right now. Used to date somebody, long distance relationship, before the one I'm also in a long distance relationship right now. It's a thing I do because they can't they can't leave if they're already gone. So, um... He would see the bruises and be like, are you cheating on me? And I'm like, yeah, because I would cheat on you with someone worse than you. (laughs) And then he texted me and he was like, hey, what do I have to do to be a cordial acquaintance of yours? (laughs) So I ignored it. And then I saw him and he was like, hey, did you get my text? And I was like, oh, no, I changed my number. So I didn't get that text. He was like, oh, what's your new number? And I was like, this is the same as the old one. Uh, I gotta go. I gotta go. Thanks for having me, Cam. That's telling, guys. That's telling. She did a set about the color orange. This is some inspired shit. You guys are seeing like some real 
This is like, this is, do you understand? It's a lot, it's very, I feel good about it. It's very, I feel, I feel good. Okay, great. Guys, whew, one final comic, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be great, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, yes, are we ready? Yes? I knew it. I don't know how to do this. Oh, no, maybe I do. Um, thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Sam Varela, ladies and gentlemen, our photographer, just encouraging me because I might have to pull down the screen. And whether or not you knew that's what I was thinking, I wasn't sure if I could do. You supported me regardless. What if then, what if I decided I was going to introduce him and then scale that wall? <laughs> like a team building exercise, but with no team. Just myself, just hanging by my armpits and running up a black painted wall and then I don't make it but he used to still do his set because he's a professional that's now what's going to happen but that would have built a, you guys would, that would have been a great team we would have built a really good team there would have troughs falls would have broken out and there would have been that one ropes course thing <laughs> take a bunch of skittles and then you have to say that many things about yourself <laughs> It's working for that guy so much. Yeah, clap it up for that guy. That's working for that guy so much. Uh, this next gentleman, he has he has been all over the uh, the television screen. He's been on Comedy Central, and then he, he's been on Conan, and he uh, has written for Parks and Rec and Kroll Show. And he's uh, is we're really happy to have him here, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear from Mr. Joe Mandy, guys. Give it up for Joe. Come on. Joe, you were great. Thank you very much. How, so you just showed a video, which I wish to God that the people that are listening to the podcast uh, yeah. can see, but they can see your other videos. There, it's all, that, I put that online today. That's too. online today. Yeah, yeah. What is it called? It's called U Ultimate Johnny Galecki Fan Video. So people that are listening need to find this because mm -hmm. it is hilarious and amazing. Yeah. It brought down the entire house. It's we're standing in the remnants of yeah, the house yes, because yes, it's just it was destroyed. brought down. Oh, hi. 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 We're doing like a quick little interview. Oh, dude. My sisters. Hello, sisters. No, that's okay. Hi. You guys can... This is Joe. Hi. These are my hi, sisters. Joe. This is hi. Allison. Hi. This is Britton. Yeah. Um, why don't you guys hang out for just one second right over here? Word. And, uh... What? Nothing. Just hang out for one second. Well, you have to go to the bathroom? Through there. Through there. Ah! Might edit some of that out. No, the part where you have to go to I the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Okay, so tell me what's going on for you right now. What are you um, working on these days? I am just, I've just been doing stand-up for the last couple months. Mm -hmm. I'm off from, I've, we've had hiatus from Parks and Rec, but yeah. We, yeah, we started back up pretty soon. And you were saying that, when do you guys start up? When do you? We start pretty much next week. Okay. Yeah. And you were saying that you're trying to work towards something stand-up Oh, I'm doing John Oliver's show next week. So oh, next I'm week. Just, awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work out the case. Are you doing that, that so, stuff yeah. that you did tonight? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. It'll be good. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. What's the what's the set length for that show? Seven minutes. So this oh, is that's perfect. perfect. Yeah. yeah. So. It's yeah, and you were pretty much right. I think on so. Point. Yeah. yeah. How many times would you do that before doing it on TV? Like the actual, because uh, not the jokes, but I just mean like running the seven. You know, I'm doing it a bunch this week. I'm mm -hmm. going to try to get on every night this week. Which it might be a little overkill. Like when I yeah, the, it can I go remember either way. The right? first time I did live at Gotham, I like went insane running the set doing it every room like bad like almost detrimentally you know what I mean because like, after a while I mean 
not just TV stuff, but after a while, if you're working on the same thing, it can feel... You get bored of your own jokes. Yeah. You can also, like, I think it, the, even the words can, like, mm. lose meaning. Where yes. you're just like, then this other word comes next, yeah. and I forget what it means. It's weird. That which is a strange thing, yeah. on TV before, where you just, like, as you're talking, you're like, that's not how I this joke goes. I feel goes. like there's What's an emotion at- here, yeah, 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 but yeah. I can't remember what it is. So weird. That's the most surreal feeling in the world, to, like, just as you're talking... Things are coming out of your mouth and your brain's like, this is incorrect. What, right. What's happening right now is not how you tell You know, it. I always think that what is so interesting about people that have been doing stand-up for, like, let's say they've been doing it for 30 years or something like yeah. that, to still be able to say a joke that they wrote and, like, care about it. Mm. I know that sounds so stupid, but, like, at that point, you've said so many things yeah. with so many different... And if you're there, if you can get to that point, then I think a lot of it is just having the freedom to go out there and just, like... Talk like mess around, yeah, just be yeah, the yeah. person that you are, and have that be your thing. Yeah. Well, listen, have a great set on John Oliver. Thanks I'm sure everybody much. will check it out. Thank you. You stop that caterwauling! <laughs> the hell are you doing? Get lucky. Wow, I feel happy. I feel like we had a moment together. Um, I also feel like I might have had the op... I feel like I had the other... One time I was trying to do a trick on my bike. I was 29 years old. I fell down off of my bike onto my face. And I realized that I was alone on a street. And I had been trying to do a trick on my bike at 29 years old. And the only person who saw me fall was a kid like six across the street who just looked up and then saw an adult like just like what if you were six and you just thought like adults can do everything and then you just see an adult be like yeah kid and then they try and pop a wheelie and then they fall and you're the only one that can help but you're six so I put my own pants down and I peed on the kid It's the companion story to that, I think. Guys, what a great show. Let's hear for everybody you saw tonight. We are here every Tuesday night. Please also check out the podcast on iTunes and give us a rate and review there. Follow us on Twitter at, at PYHT Show. I'm Cameron Esposito. Have a great rest of your week. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. You totally make weird noises in your sleep, too, but you just don't know what they are. I don't make weird noises. Guys, okay, listen. I don't do any of this.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point, and we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, Yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. (laughs) Jesus. I mean, Jazos. (laughs) Ruler of the Eighth Circle. And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.